It's 7.36. Thank you so much, Gary. Appreciate it. Glad you were with us here on this Tuesday morning. It is the 17th day of October 2023. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us on News Radio WRVA. So coming up in our next half hour, we're going to talk to uh, Chuck Lesson, who is uh, the president of the Beth Israel Synagogue and vice chairman of the Virginia Israel Advisory Board. You remember we talked to Chuck last week, and he said when he was on the air with I didn't know this. He said, I bought a one-way ticket to Israel. I'm leaving tomorrow morning for Israel. And, you know, his kids and his grandkids are in Israel. So uh, the thought crossed my mind to give him a few days. I don't know what he has encountered um, since arriving, but we're going to talk to him live from Israel and see, you know, this isn't some – TV or radio reporter that we're going to talk to, I, I, I don't know what he's encountered um, and what his feelings are now that he's on the ground. So Chuck is coming up in just a couple of minutes. Right now, though, I want to spend a few minutes with Rich Anderson, who is the chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia. And Rich, I, I've always kind of wondered why so many um, Jewish people reflexively go with the democratic party i didn't i've never i've never really gotten it i i i you know i was very good friends with eric Cantor and his family for years they were good friends with my mom and my dad i mean we went to their house i mean and and i think eric and his family had a hard time because so many other jewish people didn't like republicans for some reason and maybe i'm missing some of the history and somebody could educate me on that but you know, flat, uh, flash forward to 2023, and I'm looking at where Democrats are on what's happening in Israel, and some of them have been kind of shockingly um, trying to play the moral equivalency game here, which is, I think, kind of sick. So I wanted to have you on because I know you're crisscrossing the state and you're monitoring what both Republicans and what Democrats are saying after the atrocities that we saw last week in Israel. What's what's your take on this? And good morning to you. Well, good morning to you, John. And uh, atrocities is the word. Um, It is absolutely breathtaking, first of all, that this happened. But second of all, uh, the reaction on the left has just been absolutely breathtaking that the narrative that they have have uh, broadcast to the rest of America is is that this is the fault of the Jewish state. So it's just it's absolutely amazing. Um, as we get into this discussion, it's very appropriate for me for two reasons. Reason number one is over the course of a 30-year military career, I spent a considerable number of years working in Air Force International Affairs. I did not deal with the Middle East. I dealt with Asia-Pacific countries. I was chief of the Asia-Pacific Division in the office of the Secretary of the Air Force. But that said, I, I understand some of these dynamics are at play. The second thing is, I'm a member of APAC, the American-Israel Political Action Committee. And this time last year, I was uh, in Jerusalem with a delegation that was looking at all of these defense and security issues. And the hardest hit area as Hamas came across the border was Kibbutz Kafar Aza. And we were in that community, uh, which was attacked uh, most recently. But when I was there last year, um, 
homes that we visited had on display in their front yard these spent munitions, uh, exploded rockets. And right next to all the playgrounds where their children played were these above-ground concrete and steel-reinforced uh, bomb shelters above ground. And that's where a lot had the shelter during these attacks. Um, I've been in contact with a woman who had us in her home to tell us all about life in this sort of environment. She happened to be out of town. She was not at the kibbutz or in her home. Her name is Chen. I, I don't want to disclose her last name, but right. but Chen is now back, and I'm going to be on a, a teleconference with her with a group of APEC people on Thursday. So this is very real, and what the Democrats, what the radical left has been narrating is especially disturbing, not only to me, but I can tell you to the people of Israel. Why the dual allegiance? Why Why do you think, I, I, I mean, take it to the VCU level, I I've been very surprised that there are state employees at Virginia Commonwealth University and students at a lot of the other universities who seem to have some sort of allegiance, not just to the Palestinians, but are excusing the behavior of Hamas. I, I just don't, I don't understand how you can excuse that. Maybe you could say, you know, if it was just an attack, and I, and I don't mean this dismissively, if it was an attack on a military facility or, you know, soldiers were the victims here, people who are in the fight, in the war, if there is a war, then you could take the position that you're having. But when you see these videos, and I don't think they're made up, I'm very cautious about that because I remember how often people lied to me when I was living in the Middle East. I don't think these are made up. When you see these atrocities, what's the deal with the Democrats not standing strong with Israel? And have you identified anybody who's an egregious um, advocate for for the bad guys? For, I mean, that's kind of a simplistic way to put it, but I, I'm, I'm just puzzled by right. this. Well, I don't think any of us, John, have an explanation for why any right-thinking and by small r, correct-thinking, logically-thinking American or individual could see any sort of defense for Hamas. They talk about the Hamas military operation into, into Israel. It was not a military operation. It was a murder operation is what it was, and it specifically targeted not military structures or infrastructure, but civilians, grandmothers, grandfathers, women, children. It's absolutely egregious. Right. The I can't identify any specific individual um, to hold up, but if you simply look at the leftists, and I'm talking about this far left community, you have these different constituent subgroups. You have the AOC leftist squad uh, essentially celebrating this. You have the Democrat Socialists of America celebrating this. You have this campus crowd that is celebrating this and the organization Black Lives Matter openly supporting this. I mean, the, the, the all capitals BLM. I'm not talking about the movement. I'm talking about the structured organization. And they have celebrated this, and there is nothing to celebrate here. It must be rejected in all forms. We saw this happen in Europe in the late 1930s, yeah. and it is now happening in the Middle East. Yeah, I think it's important to, to call it out where you see it, this kind of behavior. I mean, if, you're, if you find yourself cheering babies 
being decapitated and set on fire, uh, may I humbly suggest you need a recalibration of your moral compass fast. But um, listen, I don't want our time to get away without asking you for your perspective here. Registration for voting is now over uh, for this season. Uh, I'm told that there's still a lot of yeah. So I'm, I'm told that there's still a lot of people who followed Governor Yunkin's um, um, admonition and said, "Hey, you know, get your ballot and vote early." Who haven't returned their ballots? So are you looking at any of the numbers? Do you have any instincts on what's happening here? What twenty-one days before election day? What how you think Republicans are faring and what Democrats are saying too? We're faring very well, and you can see the Democrat reaction with the very aggressive campaigns that they have been waging, and I mean, uh, in response to the to the to the very good candidates we field and the very good messaging that has emanated from those campaigns. You see it from this last-minute huge surge from leftist organizations all across the country into Virginia. Uh, Governor Yunkin has done an outstanding job of, of partnering with so many constituent groups, the Republican Party of Virginia and a, and a wide array of organizations, to rebuilding the Republican Party in Virginia. Uh, he has the right message. He has the right issues. And as I travel the state, I am seeing energy and momentum. This is a movement that began in 2021 with the election of an all-Republican executive branch, flipping the Virginia House of Delegates. Last year, sending one more Republican and one less Democrat to Washington, D.C. And this year, the goal is to hold the House and flip the Senate and save the Commonwealth. I feel very good about that. It will be a close election, to be sure, but I feel very good about our prospects. It's it's great to have a rich governor. I mean, Glenn Youngkin, to his credit, he's put his money where his mouth is, it seems. I mean, he is personally uh, being supportive of a lot of candidates from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. I did notice a story that said the Republican National Committee declined your request to send more money into virginia Uh, i know there's some people who are really angry about that there are a couple of people who never give to the rnc because they feel like in the last 20 years they've shafted virginia on a regular basis you know um, what what is your assessment of where the national republicans are and then then i gotta run well well the uh, just to close this out um i did visit uh rnc headquarters last week i Mm -hmm. met with the senior staff to discuss the potential for rnc investing more in virginia uh they are not going to be making any cash transfers uh into any state where there are elections this year they're obviously ramping up for next year's very costly presidential election cycle which will include the united states congress uh, but they are investing in Virginia with huge amounts of money, assisting us with data, which is so vital to what we do so that we identify the correct voters to get to the polls so mm-hmm. that we do the right messaging. And so they okay. have been investing in Virginia in many ways other than direct cash transfers. I got you. Okay. Well, Rich, I appreciate the chance to talk to you always and stay in touch. We'll we'll chat again before we get to the big election day on November 7th. Rich Anderson, the chairman of the three Republican Party. Today. All right. That's right. Three weeks. Lord. Thank three you. Three weeks. Thank All you, right. County. 747. We're back with more in just a moment on News Radio WRVA.